You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 106. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 106. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Good lord, babe. Wow. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. I cannot express how fucking difficult our technology has been lately it's been insane trying to get these mics and everything working properly it's crazy oh my god so thank you for bearing with us through episode 105 and our re-release and all of that and we'll spare you the gory details but um suffice it to say that we care very much about getting you your weekly dose of the joy junkie uh, you guys if you knew how much work she put into this episode (laughs) I mean, it's Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway. But thank you for saying that, babe. I appreciate it. Welcome to the show, everybody. So glad to have you here. And today we're going to have a pretty interesting topic. This is also a listener submission, and it's about dealing with shitty work relationships. Oh. Which I think we can all say that we've had situations where the people that we work with are, are less than ideal. Yes. And and it, you're just in such a sticky situation. So we're, we'll address that from a listener. And if you are interested, actually, in having us address one of your topics, um, you can just cruise over to my site at thejoyjunkie.com. And if you click on podcast, there's a space where you can actually enter your submission. Yeah. And we love them. We do. And it's so, <clears throat> so very much appreciated because that's what, I mean, that's how I know what you guys want to hear about. And exactly. so it's great. So just as long as you ask me about shit that's relevant and not asking me about it. You know, like my favorite whiskey or how to, well, actually I might answer that, but you know, or how to distill it or (laughs) how to knit or train dogs. As long as it's about what? Well, what we focus on so much here is the idea of finding your voice, really what that looks like, which kind of involves a lot of things around people pleasing, worthiness, feeling like you can deal with your own negative self-talk, dealing with fear. Mm -hmm. And then once you've found that voice, how do you actually use it? So how do you actually communicate that to the people in your life? How do you talk to your boss? How do you talk to your best friends, you know, family and actually be able to stand. Yeah. And stand behind your, your newfound like empowerment. So it's convictions. Convictions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So love to hear those topics from people. Absolutely. Yeah, so so be sure to share that with us. And I also wanted to let you guys know if when you're over there at the joyjunkie.com, I am running, I just announced it to my private email list this past Saturday. But I and I mentioned it last week. I'm doing a beta program where I am it's, it's the most in-depth a piece of my work program of my work 
to date. And it is going to be everything that I know on uh, your relationship to fear, how to stop people pleasing, how to say no, how to change your belief structure Mm. so that you can be happy. I mean, that's what we really, truly want. Yeah. So if you are interested, it is because it's beta, I'm going to be offering, which basically means a test round, if you didn't know that. Uh, It's the first time I'm releasing it. I'm not, it's not on a public page on my site, so it's not being publicly advertised. But if you're interested, it's only available for sign up for like another week uh, about. I I can't even remember when we're closing it. But if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash beta, B-E-T-A, you can see all the details, everything that's in, uh, included, and see if it's something that would be a really great opportunity for you to make some massive, massive change in your life. It's radically transformational. So, and I can say that with authority because a lot of these components that are in this class, I've I've taught before separately, right? And I've been doing it for a long time. And this is the <laughs> revamp. This is basically a culmination of about six years of work. It's got an overhaul. Yeah. And it's nice. it's just, it's very deliberate now. It's very um, intentional about changing people who are so invested in their happiness being outside of themselves. So anyway, if, if that is you, if you know you need to love who you are, you need to cultivate your worthiness, you need to start speaking your mind and you have no idea how to do that, you don't even know what to think, how to believe, what, you know, whatever, uh, go check it out and see if it's something for you. I have a payment plan available. So, and it's being offered quite a bit less than when I'm going to officially launch it, it you know, Sweet. Professionally. Sweet. <laughs> next year. Pod so, people have an in. Yeah. So, okay, enough business. Let's <clears throat> let's get down to something kind of uh, fun. A little light? A little lighter. Well, I don't know how light it is, but it's, uh, it's our topic of... Would you rather... What we're looking at today for our would you rather is a really tough decision for me. Um... Would you rather have all of your fingernails Yikes. pulled out by pliers? Or um. would you rather have <laughs> Sarah Palin be your boss for five years? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a tough one for me. It's a tough one. Can you imagine working for her? Like, Oh, I, I just know. can't even imagine. I mean, I'm sure that there's some some uh, fulfillment you could get from it, but uh, she's just not my favorite woman. Well, okay, so clearly if you hang out with us, you know that we're very far from conservative. Yeah. And, but I, I, again, I feel like we get nowhere if we're mean to one another. This is true. You know? Um, And I'm not even talking about politics. I'm not even talking about politics. (laughs) I'm just talking about as a person. As a human? As a human. So politics aside... But you know what? I I do have to say I would still choose that one. I think because yeah. I and I and I get it. It's yeah. supposed to be a job. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm looking at my beautiful fuchsia nails right now, <laughs> with like ornate decorations and designs, and I spend copious amounts of time on my nails. Um, but just that that has always freaked me out. The yeah. idea of it's so like saw. Movie-ish. Oh, Saw. Saw, movie-ish. Yeah. Yes. Like, didn't they do that in Seven to that one guy they kept alive forever? I don't know. Maybe. I don't don't know, but... 
it, it's a tough call for me. Let's just say that. And I make a living with my hands. Mr. Smith making political statements on Pod 106. <laughs> it's not political. No, I know. I it's know. not political. It's it's a little bit political. No, <laughs> just because she's a political figure doesn't mean I'm talking politics. I'm talking about the person. Wait, but you would have to work for her? Yes. For five years. But she works in politics. She Well, it so doesn't matter would... what she works in. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a person having to work for her. You know Are you getting th- that? That would be interesting. Ew. <laughs> Is that don't getting you through? dare talk down to me. I, um, well, that's interesting though because it would make it even more exciting for me if I was her coach and I worked with her in that regard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. We can go down a, a very Slippery scary route. We're just trying to be PC and yeah. Yeah. But no, I just, yeah. All right. Enough of that. All right. So let's talk about dealing with shitty work relationships. So as I mentioned earlier, this is, uh, comes to us from a podcast listener and she writes in and she says, Hey, Amy and Mr. Smith, I'd really appreciate your thoughts on how to deal with negative work colleagues. Unlike other toxic people, it's difficult to limit your interactions with them or remove them from your life entirely when you have to work closely with them every single day. Specifically, I'm finding it hard to deal with a colleague in my intimate work team. She's very negative and generally has a pessimistic outlook on everything. She can also be quite combative and blunt in ordinary conversation for no apparent reason. Mm. I don't think that she's a bad person and I understand that we all have our bad days and I try to focus on the positive aspects of her character, but this is becoming increasingly difficult. I work hard to cultivate a positive mindset, but this is starting to eat away at me. I really enjoy my job, except for this particular aspect. Thank you so much in advance. Wow. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. Well, I've uh, fortunately, <laughs> I can speak from a lot of experience. I know. That's why I want to hear what you have to say. In, in working in a cosmetic arena for almost a decade, you deal with a lot of dramatic, intense... Dramatic people. People, mm-hmm. right? So I definitely feel you. And, you know, so the first thing that I wanted to... Well, okay. We did get another submission that might be really helpful to do in the future. I haven't decided on how exactly it would apply, but this might actually be a great example. So and another listener wrote in and asked about personality types and how do you deal with different types of personalities. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and I've started to notice that myself just in certain people who... Because I'm super emotional, and so if somebody insensitive, and so if somebody says something kind of biting, it's very hard for me to not take it personally. Yeah, and read into their behavior and and read into it and all of these things. And then just recently, I've been met with a lot of people who are like super amazing after they've made biting comments to make me realize, Hey, don't don't forget people operate differently. So I know that this particular person could just be curt, could be a very, very different personality type. Exactly. Um so it that might be something that we do in the in the future and look at how people communicate and how people operate. That actually yeah. should be a good idea. That is a good call. Yeah. Let's do it. Um I'm down. Yeah, because I think sometimes what people, how they portray themselves and how they come across sometimes is not an adequate reflection of their intention. And it could just be the day. 
that you met. Them. Obviously, in this case, it's not. But yeah, well, in this situation, <clears throat> it sounds as though it's been something ongoing, and I don't think that she would say combative and negative and pessimistic and all of those things if she just kind of communicated differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing that that I highly advocate in these sort of situations is to really focus on your cans versus your can'ts Mm. because it's it's extremely easy i remember being in some kind of rough workplace situations and feeling like the ideal answer would be to fucking leave you know to be done with the job but then in your mind you go well i can't quit i can't i can't well i can't do that well i can't tell her off well i can't give her a piece of my mind i can't work a different shift i can't and so you get really spun out in your powerlessness instead of focusing on well what can i do right what Am I able to do? So I would look at this situation and go, okay, can I engage with her only about the facts, only about the job at hand, only about the team um, ins and outs? Or, you know, is there a way to really limit that that engagement and that interaction? So I have a, a slight anecdote from the perils of my, my past work life. And there was a gal who became a manager of the team that I was working with, and she, I couldn't stand her. I had a lot of issues with her. Uh, just and, and same thing, like how she conveyed herself, how she approached people. I was like, that is not the way to motivate a team. And just really, really didn't like her. So I remember I got on a, a call with my coach at the time, and I'm just ranting and raving about how awful this chick is and how much I can't stand her. And my coach is like, uh this is not the Amy that I know. Like, Interesting. This is, yeah, this is yeah. not the Amy that I know who has given all her power away to some person who probably has no idea that you even feel it. Like, what is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so the conclusion of that particular coaching session, I decided a couple of things as a piece of my homework, you know, dealing with this issue. The first was, I was I was going to avoid at all costs. So we really looked at the things that I could do, right? Right. I could not try to engage in conversation because there was plenty of time when I could just not engage in conversation. I could just work on something else really effortlessly, really easily right. instead of kind of like picking a fight or seeing if something could come up. Or looking for the cases of your truth, right? Oh, right. Gathering evidence. Gathering all this evidence of, see, she's a bitch. See, she doesn't know how to motivate. See, she's not a good leader. Exactly. Right. You're exactly right. So I committed to keeping my distance as much as I was capable of doing. The second thing that I decided was I put a mantra on my locker at the time that said, release with love. And it reminded me to stay in a place of love and compassion instead of judgment. And we're actually going to talk about that in a second. And it was really about me not getting worked up, me not getting all frustrated and unhappy over something that I really couldn't control. And that by getting upset and angry, nothing, no good was going to come out of it. Right. Right? Yes. And the third thing that I did, which is really fascinating to me, and it was a huge eye-opener, I committed to not conversing about it with anybody else like no 
because, you know, I was in a really gossipy environment, so it was really easy for it to, to talk shit and to find other team members who were willing to, you know, talk poorly about her. Mm-hmm. So I committed to just not engaging in any conversation about it. Like, really taking the whole thing off my radar as much as possible. That was really my big commitment. It was wow. my focus, like, choosing my focus. And the most fascinating thing happened. <laughs> I started, it's, I started to notice. I was like, she, well, first of all, I started noticing that I wasn't scheduled nearly as often with her. It felt like uh, her presence in my workspace was like almost non-existent. How fun. And I think that was truly kind of a coincidence. Right. It was like a universal force. And then the other thing that happened is that it, it just really wasn't that bad anymore. And it's exactly what you were just saying. I was looking actively looking for all of the evidence to support how shitty she was. All the reasons why she didn't fit the bill for you. Yeah. And when I stopped looking for it, and this goes for spouses too, by the way, if you're always focusing on why they didn't take the trash out Mm -hmm. and you totally forget that they're completely providing financially, it's, you know, it's what you choose to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So I was no longer looking for all this evidence to support how much I hated her because I was like, I'm not going to come from that place anymore. So then that opened up the possibility for me to start seeing some really cool things about her because I wasn't gathering evidence otherwise. Right. And now to this day, we're totally friends on Facebook. We ended up having a completely great, you know, work relationship later. And the only thing that changed was me. Wow. The only thing that changed was me. Now, that's one situation where I could be very, very clear on what I could and couldn't do and what was me and what was her. And in that situation, when I really looked at it, it was, there was a lot of me. Wow, yeah. There's a lot of me focused on that negativity, sure. right? So that might even be one of your pieces of of homework is to start focusing on everything else. What you could do is focus on the task, focus on the work, focus on the outcome, focus on the other team members collaborating with other people. And another thing you might be able to do is can you move the team around in any way? Is there anything logistically you could do right. to not be around her um another so and and i'm going to share another situation where where i still really do think this person is is my i don't want to i really don't want to judge her but we let's just say we never became friends (laughs) (laughs) we never became friends sometimes there's people like that you just don't have the chemistry with them right It's, it's fair right well and there is something worth mentioning here, too, that – so, okay, so truth be told, we already recorded this episode, and it was a mess, and <laughs> so we had to – Tons re- of technical difficulties. We had to re-record. Yeah. But you said something really interesting, and you said, well, so you don't think you should actually address it with her. Right, and what did you say to that? Well – it, because you're like, well, you always speak. Your tr- you're always talking about speaking right. up it seems for like yourself. I said, and- I, well, I think what I said was, this doesn't seem like your normal advice. Yeah. Normally, your advice is bring up the situation in a you know respectful way, handle yourself with grace and kindness, get to the bottom of the issue, talk it out, whatever. But in this case, you're saying separate away, um, find ways to not be involved. 
like all those things. Like so. abort mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, because I really <laughs> did want to underline that. I think this is really important. Um, the difference is I always advocate really addressing things when it's the rela- it's a relationship that you really want, that you're highly invested with that other person. Yeah, that you want to foster. This person, getting along with this person is really only about self-preservation. It's only it's, about work. Yeah. It's not about the dynamic between you and that individual. Mm-hmm. So when it is... You're not trying to, like, save that relationship necessarily. Um, It really, really depends on what the end result will be. So, for instance, if it was my situation that I just um, shared with you guys, if I were to uh, have really spoken up to her, and said, listen, blah, 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 you know, like, and really, like, laid into her, mm-hmm. I pro- probably would have had a very, very negative repercussion. So in that yeah. situation, I had to, you in work, you really have to look at your cards. Like, what cards do you want to play? Is And there are plenty of times when actually speaking up will do a lot of good. So it could be that. It could be that in a workplace situation. It just depends on... There's a lot of dynamics there. The outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the outcome that you want? Do you want to really connect with them? Then you might want to extend. Say like, hey, you know, it feels like you might be upset or something Olive like that. Branch. You know, or yeah. whatever. It really, really just depends on the situation. Um, but usually I look at a workplace scenario as being like, if these aren't people who I want total relationships with for the rest of my life or that I highly value the relationship, it's going to be about how do I make my job the easiest? Yeah. How do I take care of myself the easiest? Mm-hmm. So which actually takes me into the second point, which is to focus on self-care versus judgment. So it's so easy in these situations to be like, well, if only you were different. Yeah. Yeah. Everything would be just fine. That's how, yeah. Absolutely. Right? We do it in marriages. If only my husband would get his shit together, Mm -hmm. then we would be totally happy. And we forget to look at our piece. Our part of it. Sure. And I mentioned this just a second ago, too, about your choice of focus. You can choose to stand in judgment. And this is, you know, what I was leading to, you know, a few minutes ago. I had this other situation with this gal who I worked with. And everything that she talked about and presented was in such stark contrast to my core value system. It was like painful. And there was a lot of kind of bullying elements to her too. Yeah. Um, And I did speak up for myself here and there. But I found that when I really focused on her and what I didn't like about her and really judging, 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 I felt more like shit, right? So if I could switch my focus to self-care and taking care of Amy, first of all, like, I win. I'm a lot happier. Yeah. And second of all, I'm not standing in judgment, like, waiting for trying somebody to get somebody else to change. Right. So that's another huge, huge piece. Um, Something that I try to use is curiosity. Yes. I use curiosity because it, it takes away the negative and positive charge it just says i wonder why 
yes why they said that or wonder why they you know how how did they end up this way mm-hmm. or why are they like this today or you know it it kind of takes away it adds a curiosity to what's happening to them as opposed to why is this affecting me or making a conclusion like you're an awful human right 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 exactly that's a that's great in fact curiosity is like a major skill that they taught us in coaching oh really and it completely transformed everything for me because then i could look at people and go i wonder what brought them to that place or mm-hmm. i wonder why they feel the need to be defensive about that yeah, or it takes away the judgment of it yeah i wonder how they learn to communicate in such a biting way what happened to them and it allows my focus to be different right. you know because naturally when somebody's rude and kind of mean it's hard to not take it personally absolutely um, it's your first instinct so yeah um the third thing and this is i kind of mentioned in the beginning too is giving your sp- yourself the space to vent if you you know are really unhappy with somebody that you're working with but that is very different um you know it's one thing to vent and expel pent-up negative energy but it is an entirely different thing altogether to collude and look for ways to attach to your misery. Yes. So, because there's some people who get locked in their victimhood. And I don't necessarily hear that from this listener at all. But it's something to bring up. But it's something to be aware of. Sure. Like, do you think about, oh, I have to work with that person versus, oh my God, I'm so excited for this project. You get to choose. Like if you cannot choose if you're working with that person or not, you can choose what you are going to focus on. Absolutely. And I don't want ever to say, don't feel angry. Don't feel upset. Don't feel offended. Give yourself the space to vent. Just don't create a way of being. Like we were talking. You get locked into that. Gathering evidence to support it. And then that becomes your normal. Right. Right. Then it's something that you actually attach to and look for all the time and everything. And then you become maybe like this woman is. Right. That the the listener is having trouble with. Right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You become that (laughs) That person. The the one in which you are trying to avoid. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's an absolutely (laughs) great point. And I would just look at like, is, is there room to actually ignore it like what if when that person this work work person delivers this information that's like biting or rude what if you just took the data like just the actual fact information that they just delivered and took away any connotation and just only take the information that you need and then use that and just ignore anything else that doesn't... Ignore. Ignore. <laughs> um, all right. And then number four, if all else fails, and this is a great way to pl- to switch your focus, uh, is to play a game with it. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. I've got, I've got a couple of examples of this, too. And one of my clients, we came up with this awesome thing. And I asked her if, if she would give me permission to share it on the pod. And she said, absolutely. So she had a situation with her ex-husband. And they both do marathons and races and such. Well, every time they do a race, and they're, they're cordial, uh-huh. 
he will call her up and give her shit about her times in the race. <laughs> like clockwork. So knowing what he would do, knowing that it was negative, knowing that it pissed her off every single time, she would pick up the phone and already have that like, uh, yeah, like son of a bitch. So I said, ignore. What if, <laughs> what if we, if we know he's going to be like that and he's never going to change and that's, you know, this is a situation that is at hand. Yeah. What if we switched it into something where every time he did that, you win somehow? And she goes, oh my gosh, yes. So every time he does that, I'm going to give myself $20 in this like fun jar. And so she's got, so she picks up that phone, like say it, say it, bitch, say it. Do it. You know, like dare you. And so then, but guess where her focus is when he's asking her about the races? She's like, Ooh, I just got she's like, oh, yeah, my, fun. My, my time was this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, so I fucking got 20 bucks for my jar. You know, and then she's like going to go treat herself to something. Nice. All because of his negativity. You know, got so it. it's a total switch. That's so, awesome. So not only is she distracted and focused on something else during that bitter exchange, but she's also able to make it about self-care. Like, she's not wrapped up. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I also had a, a colleague who does something called dysfunctional family bingo. Um, and she she's so funny about it. She, her uh, sister, and I believe it was her sister, they would, you know, have these family get-togethers where there would always be these certain things at play. You know, the brother would ask for money. Mom would guilt her about mm-hmm. not being married. You know, dad would say, when are you going to have kids? Or Sounds there- like a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dysfunctional family bingo. Yeah. Now on Blu-ray. <laughs> so they would have little bingo cards. And so as they're dealing with this information coming at them during the family function that they don't really want to listen to, and you could attach to being asked for money and getting all like... Oh, I hate when you do or you could go like oh my god I just got a check mark checkbox oh my god bingo I almost have bingo I'm just, oh I'm sorry no I'm not gonna be able to to give you any money good luck with that you know and then but you're all focused on your bingo card right so <laughs> it, it's a way to and I and I say if all else fails for a reason because this is other another way of gathering evidence this is another right. way so yeah, so that's a caveat and a warning for you is is make sure that the game is kind of last resort or really truly in service of you because you will be gathering evidence. So like let's say you're in this situation that our listeners in and she decides, okay, every time she says something biting at the water cooler or during right. our team meeting mm-hmm. or every time, you know, maybe she says one particular word, you get to go get a latte. Or you give yourself some sort of treat or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. Or even a point system, whatever you wanted to do. You're still gathering evidence of them being that way. Right. The difference, though, is the There's energy. A positive charge on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the energy that envelops the situation. So instead of you getting pissed and upset, you're like, sweet. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And these are also, and I would say that's really helpful when you're, when it's a situation where you're not interested in really conversing with them to create change so like for instance i would never advocate this to do with your spouse 
Like, if your spouse right. does something that infuriates you, you need to have a fucking conversation this about it. This is obviously uh, a conversation about a work-related thing, not a personal re- relationship. Right. And in the situation of family, like this other, you know, this dysfunctional family bingo, that also you have to be careful on uh-huh. too. So, you know, but there are certain members of my family that I know like clockwork that they would say or do certain things. For right? sure. For sure. So it depends on, this is really what it comes down to. If you envelop this whole thing with a game, does the game leave you feeling empowered happier or does it make you hate your family more mm-hmm. get more frustrated that's not that the deal not that's not what idea. we're doing we're trying to change the charge around it got it so i just want to be really clear about that because i don't want to sound like i'm giving uh conflicting information about right. evidence gathering yeah 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 so that's why i always Good say idea. if all else fails got it right because the last thing i need is a bunch of humans running around only playing games and not being real with one another. Yeah. You know? Yes. So, for sure. Uh, that's that's the last ditch effort. Cool. So that's about it. I've got those four points for you. And I'm really hoping that there's some little nuggets that you can take and apply to whether it's, a you know, your workplace or, Heck you know, yeah. maybe some other. It could be like another parent who's at a PTA meeting that you're always like, oh, my God. You know? Great tools. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and if you want more stuff like that, this is, you know, I've mentioned, I think I mentioned last week that this is the lightest level is what I deliver in the pod. So if this is changing things for you in any way, I highly encourage you to check out the beta program. Um, It's called beta because I don't even have a name for it yet because it's so new and it's actually something I want my students help with. Like, what would you call this? Because I know it's transformational. Right. Um. But, yeah, if you want, like, a deeper level, you know you need to start addressing shit differently. You need to stop talking shit to yourself all the time, loving who you are, acknowledging your worthiness, like, actually believing I am worthy of fill in the blank. Check it out. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash beta. And, um, yeah, and if you're over there, give us a podcast suggestion. We would love to hear it. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to add, Mr. Smith? No, I think I... I think I said my piece. Yeah. Great topic, though. You're We're getting to the point where you're, like, filling in my sentences. Yeah, you, I know. <laughs> you're, like, gathering evidence, disempowering <laughs> belief. Like, <laughs> I got your coach jargon down, you babe. You got it down, babe. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you around these parts next week. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.